Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. The People's uh, Choice Awards for this year have just been released. And uh, some notable results that we'll go through now. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. July is Kurtz Polaris' 30th birthday month. That's right, 30 years. They've been in business and they're celebrating by offering up to 30%, really 30% off. MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna beta dirt bike, and any Crest pontoon boat as well. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz Polaris 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, every year, uh, the Missoulian puts out the People's Choice Awards on all kinds of things. I mean, favorite salon, favorite place to eat, favorite place to drink, favorite local band, favorite all, you know, all this stuff. And so they did uh, favorite, uh, you know, media stuff. And for, I think this is the 600th year in a row, Craig Johnson is the favorite DJ, our uh, recently retired comrade who is probably in his Airstream, I don't know, what do you think? Kentucky? Tennessee? Think that that's about where they're at right now? Maybe Canada? Who knows, Canada? Alaska? Yeah, they could have gone north. Probably the right way to go. They probably didn't go due east or south. Uh, uh, in this time of year. But anyway, Craig, who you and I uh, had the just pleasure of working with uh, for the last year, the last couple of years, for me, the last several years of his uh, very, very long and very... Uh... Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, 
they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet voice and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. Success, successful isn't even really the right way to put it. I mean, it's iconic. Sort of iconic career, yes, legendary career, uh, is the People's Choice Award, and maybe uh, also, consequently, and uh, wisely chosen by the people. The Trail, 103.3, our uh, sister station over there, just a couple of clicks down the dial. Obviously, Tommy on there, Robert, our good buddy Robert Chase, doing the morning shows now, the uh, People's Choice Award for favorite radio station, so that was great. Uh, but then I was also sifting through some other ones, and I saw this one, and I just I said, well, I mean, it sort of undercuts the rest of them. Like, if this is the result here, it kind of seems like, well, maybe maybe these are all wrong, you know? Because, um, I mean, first of all, the fact that you and I were not uh, favorite radio personalities begs a question, like, is this, you know, have people really done their research? You know, because it seems like you missed one there. Uh, but then the other one was a favorite K through 12 teacher, People's Choice Awards, kindergarten through 12th grade teacher. Ready for this? Austin Tutel, my brother, your friend, the guy who probably the two of us know co- collectively Austin better than any human being on walking the earth. If you, if you and I sat here and said, between the two of us, who do we know the best of anybody in the world? It's Austin Tutel. No no question. Third grade teacher. <laughs> the thing that's so funny is your brother is such an enigma that I actually feel like I know you way better. I've known him for so long, but he is just so all over the place, and he sometimes is just so enigmatic. He's just trying to get to the core of this guy, and you're like, where are you, where are you at? Well, I'm in there. You know, of course he's he's in there. He's in there because he's you know thinking about the world. He's imagining possibilities. I, I do know your brother so well on that level, exactly. the intellectual you guys, level. You guys are the same way in a lot of those ways. Oh, and we love to stay up till four in the morning talking about trying to crazy stuff, out. trying to figure out what's going on in the universe. You know. Uh, he's also great with kids, and he's been a third-grade teacher at Paxson Elementary now for the past couple of years. In fact, I think this is his fourth year there, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm counting him up correctly. And uh, so congratulations to Austin Tutel for uh, winning the People's Choice Award as favorite uh, or K-12 through teacher in, uh, in, uh, in and around Missoula area. He won't know this. He's, in, he's fishing in Alaska, you know, in the, su- in the, in the summers. He has now, for the last several years, gone up and done commercial fishing, salmon fishing, in Bristol Bay. He's deep in it in uh, in Alaska. Out of, I mean, you want to get out of service, get in the get in the Gulf of Alaska. I don't know that that's what it's called, Gulf of Alaska, and go fishing. You got 
You satellite phone. That's the only way you can get through to anybody. So uh, he's up there. He's got no... I didn't even know he was nominated. I didn't even know it was a possibility. Anyway, uh, I will say I have watched the man work. Uh, truly. I mean, w- teaching is... It ain't for everybody. Okay, let's put it like that. Notably, the two of us. Okay? I, I don't know about that. My second career will be as a teacher. A university teacher? Yes. Okay. You're talking about children. Third graders. <laughs> I think I could do it. You would be better than you think. First of all, first of all, your aura and persona is so undeniably funny that kids would love that. Here's the thing. I think the kids would like me a lot. I think I'd like the kids a lot. Don't know how much learning getting done. I don't know how much... Well, you could just be just like Austin Tutel, just prophesize whatever the heck is in your mind. You got no idea how much this, uh, how much he puts into it. So anyway... Oh, I I do have all the ideas. My brother won the thing. I'm very happy for him. I'm very proud of him, and I look forward to seeing him in three weeks and letting letting him know the good news, which will, of course, the news cycle will have passed, and people are like, well, yeah, dude, where have you been? And he won't even get to ride the wave of joy. Isn't there a parade or something where they walk you down the thing and throw the candy in the deal? Anyway, good for him. Our one of the books... Next, Jim O'Day, former athletic director of the University of Montana, the subject of our ESPN roundtable this week. A great interview. Stick with us. You're going to want to hear from him. Next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right, they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. It's time for our ESPN roundtable, and this week a good one, boys and girls. Former athletic director of the University of Montana, Jim O'Day. It is to tell Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you there. On the Tutel and Nuanas channel on YouTube, good to be with you there as well. Thanks for being with us on this afternoon. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. And July is Kurtz Polaris' 30th birthday. 30 years they've been in business, and they are celebrating by offering up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz' 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, if you uh, missed anything, by the way, in that first hour, check it out on the podcast. Podcast available all the time for you at your leisure on your favorite podcasting platform to listen to. Thanks to all the podcast sponsors, including Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. It brings it to us and to you. Uh, 
Coulter. He had a chance, as we talked about off the top, to speak with Jim O'Day. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time. In fact, we don't have a ton of time here setting this thing up. But just quickly, 30 seconds. Jim O'Day, former athletic director of the University of Montana, went through some great stretches. It ended poorly as the athletic director and, and amidst, you know, controversy and I think a, a, a fair amount of confusion as well. Uh, but nonetheless, a guy who has been through and seen a whole lot was a, reci- a recipient of the Ray Racine Award here uh, just about a month ago, which was the impetus for this here, uh, this conversation that we did. But again, couldn't be a nicer guy to talk to, a guy that you just seem to like immediately uh, when you when you start speaking to him. And he's always just been very gracious to us and for you uh, professionally going back a long, long time. Yeah, good mentor of mine, great friend of mine and uh, of ours as well. And um, I already went over all that. But I think the one thing that's worth noting is so much of what Jim O'Day is remember. I, I guess the, the end has stolen a lot of what was the beginning and the middle. And... I remember when I was in journalism school in at the University of Montana, 2006 or 2007, when I was working at the Montana Cayman, one of the first big profiles I wrote was about Jim O'Day. And one of the main portions of the lead of that story was about how the previous season, the Montana Grizzlies had won a game in the NCAA tournament in men's basketball. The women had won the Big Sky Conference Championship outright and advanced to the NCAA tournament. And the football team had advanced in the FCS playoffs. And I think that they, they were one of three athletic departments when you tear it out, because obviously you're comparing FBS to FCS a lot of times, but when you tiered it out, they're one of three Division One athletic departments that had that success in the three primary revenue sports. So they were you know, amongst the elite in the country, period, and then we t- take into account it's a small school. Uh, it, it was the glory days. It certainly was, and it's something that Montana's trying to recapture. The men's basketball team at Montana has sort of helped Montana still have a portion of the spotlight of the Big Sky Conference, but it's not what it once was. And I think that that's something that anybody that is associated with the University of Montana hopes that can, it can reattain. But I think Jim O'Day knows better than anybody why it was, how great it once was. And I think that is why he's such a wealth of information and such a great resource for us. Without further ado, the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls, Jim O'Day. Well, welcome in to the ESPN Roundtable the former athletic director of the University of Montana, a lifer in athletics in the state of Montana, and now a very vague consultant in the world, Jim O'Day. Jim, hi. How are you? Thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys putting up with me again. Well, we're certainly happy to have you in. Uh, A bunch of stuff uh, to get to here with you today, and and, uh, a lot of fun to talk about your past, your history, your perspective thereby, and and the state of affairs uh, in athletics in the Western Montana. And you've just received the Ray Racine Award. What is this award? What did you get it for? You know, I'm not really sure why I got it. Actually, there's <laughs> there's uh, a lot more well-deserving people that truly uh, deserve it. Uh, I, like I said a little bit about was uh, with Special Olympics and the things that I've been doing with them the past couple of years, but. I said uh, I'll accept it on their behalf because I know the three years, especially that we ran the state games here when I was here, we had 2,000 volunteers. And you think about it, that's a lot of volunteer efforts. And so uh, uh, I'm not the one certainly that that deserves it because of things like that. There's a lot of other people who certainly deserve it. Well, those Special Olympic Games in Missoula for those three years – I mean, it just brought the city such energy because it didn't happen at a place. It happened all over town over the course of multiple days. You talked about the number of volunteers you needed, but every year I think it brought such great visibility to the Special Olympics and to what uh, everybody was up to and also 
I mean, what better sports brings people together, but especially something like the Special Olympics. I mean, what what a, a great community and even region event to have, right? I mean, that's so impactful in a lot of ways, some of which are quantifiable, many of which are not. What a great organization. Um, you know, uh, Bob Norby is just going out as our executive director. I believe he's been there 27 years. Uh, Rhonda McCarty been taken over. Uh, Rhonda has been with the uh, Special Olympics for the last couple of years. But uh, Bob just did an incredible job. And he really, really pushed hard on uh, the summer games. And uh, we had them for the three years. Great Falls will have one more year this year. Uh, then they, they, they rotate a little bit and they'll go to Bozeman and, and Billings again before they're back in Missoula. But just, you're right. It, uh, to be able to go out there and watch uh, those participants and see how hard they work and, and how much it means to them. But at the end of the day, realize, you know what? That's just a piece of life. And uh, very rewarding, a great organization. Like I said, I've been on their board for the last seven years for the state level. And just uh, just getting to know the people and getting to know so many of the Special Olympians has really been special. Tutel under Salt, Ray Racine Sportsman of the Year Award is one of the best awards you can receive in, in Missoula or the state of Montana. And I know there's been a lot of prestigious guys that have won it. But on your behalf, somebody that's from Cut Bank and has lived in Missoula for so long, what, what keeps you in Montana? What do you love about working in sports in this state? Well, I just love Montana. I mean, that's number one. Um, Missoula is a very special place to me. I remember when I came here to the University of Montana, I'll never forget, it was 1975, a long time ago. I had never been in Missoula in my life uh, when I stepped foot uh, outside and then got into the campus. But uh, as I've said many, many times before, uh, when the University of Montana played UCLA in 1975 in the NCAA men's basketball tournament and, and Eric Hayes and all of that crew, uh, Smedley's and and the McKenzie's and Michael Ray Richardson and that whole, the Pecks and all those guys. Uh, I didn't realize, I was a UCLA fan, and I was, I'll never forget listening to that on the radio because we didn't get it on TV up in Cutbank. <laughs> um, and uh, listening to how a, a team from Montana could compete on a national level with a team, which ended up being John Wooden's final championship. He retired that year. And I thought, how neat is that? And the next day I went into my high school counselor and asked about a little bit about the University of Montana. I had probably been planning to go to Montana State because all my friends were going there. Uh, or my, my dad really wanted me to go to Carroll as he was an alum of Carroll. But uh, I stepped foot in Missoula, and I just had such a great experience. I met so many great friends, and a lot of us, a lot of the time was spent doing intramural athletics and doing things like that, that I stayed involved with that. And then in the 80s when I was back up in Cutbank, and lo and behold, uh, Al Kempfert and Harley Lewis showed up on my doorstep looking for money. Didn't know what they were collecting it for, but they said, uh, would you be interested in joining the Century Club, which was the $100 club at that time, the GSA. And I said, sure, I can do that. And one thing led to another. And ultimately, I was able to get back to Missoula, Montana. And it, it's been a wonderful trip. Harley Lewis is a guy that is uh, a, a captivating figure to me. You and I spent a night at the Montana Football Hall of Fame last spring with Harley Lewis. But he was the athletic director of Montana throughout all the 1980s. He's the guy that sort of spearheaded the building of Washington Grizzly Stadium. And, and years before you ever sat in that same seat as him, he was doing such good work at Montana. What sort of things did he uh, sort of teach you and pass along to you when you became the AD at Montana? You know what? I, I was very lucky because I, I got to work with a lot of good people, you know, both in volunteer basis as well as when I went to the University of Montana. I, when, when I moved back to Missoula and, and I was uh, – offered a job at the GAA at the time, uh, soon to become GSA, 
Um, I, I was able to work with great people, you know, in the GSA, Bill Schmonke, I worked with him and I worked with Al Kempfert and, and Wayne Hogan was the athletic director and he was the one who kind of said, Hey, would you consider coming to work here? And I thought, you know what, I was ready to leave the profession of journalism and sold my newspaper, our family newspaper to my employees and came down here. So I got a chance to work with some very talented people. Never in my mind did I think I was going to be the athletic director at the University of Montana, nor did I, that was anything that I really had any interest in. Um, I remember Don Reed, I got to spend some time with him in the year that he came back and, and led the program. And I found out why he was such a great coach. Uh, he became such a great mentor to me, uh, somebody I still think the world of. He became almost like a, a father figure to me. Uh, we spent a lot of times in the mornings when he would be at work. You know, Don would always be there at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he was just he was an amazing guy. And, well, his and name it, is Don. Yeah, know, there it is. He's got to be there when the sun comes up. That was so true. And, and uh, we spent a lot of early mornings together talking. And I'll never forget, it was April of uh, 2005 and I had been working in athletics with the major gift uh, portion of it and he told me he says Jim uh, I'm gonna announce my retirement again (laughs) Uh, you need to go for this job and I'm like no Don I don't (laughs) I really like the job I'm doing I I love working in the major gift area I really enjoyed working with the people I did and he said no you you need to go after this job and I said, I need some time to, uh, to think about it. And my family was very supportive. And I remember my youngest son at the time, he finally told me, he says, you know, Dad, you're always telling us you need to work and go to the, the highest level you can and work as hard as you can. And now you're afraid to do that. I said, that's just enough to, to upset me. Mm-hmm. I said, we'll go for the job. And, and we, we did that. So, But as far as what I learned uh, from Harley, and, and the, it was to work with people. And, and to see how many dedicated and passionate fans are out there across the state of Montana and, and actually across the country. And they all worked it very hard. Uh, Harley Lewis worked it very hard. Uh, Don Reed worked it very hard. Uh, Wayne Hogan worked it hard. Those were guys, again, that I learned so much from and, and, and understanding the value of being able to work with those people who could really help you get to another level. Former athletic director of the University of Montana, Jim O'Day, in with us on the ESPN Roundtable you worked for a guy for many years who occupies uh, some some sort of mythic form in uh, people's mind, people who knew him, people who didn't know him, but George Dennison as the president there. What was he like to you, and what was it like for you to work for him? Well, George was almost like a father figure to us as well. Um, he was there. A when, stern father. A very stern father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but one that you, you totally respected. Right. Um, he, uh, he was there when you needed him. He also would... Uh, lecture you a little bit. Um, he would uh, tell you the difference between right and wrong. Uh, he didn't mince words, uh, but he was somebody that really truly understood athletics. Uh, his son, Rick, played in the NFL, also coached in the NFL. And so, uh, you know, uh, George was just one of those guys who really understood the value of athletics to a university, to the program. Uh, he was one that was always there on the sidelines. You know, he would be as many events as he could possibly get to. Uh, the coaches knew he was there. We all knew he was there. Uh, he, he was a, a big figure at all the events. I want to ask you about athletics as a feature of university life because I find myself, I don't know how to think or, or what I think is the right way to think uh, or feel about this in the following respect. Athletics is, by definition, extracurricular, 
even even Division One varsity athletics at a school, and they're student athletes, and the schooling in the education is presumably you know the central feature of what they're for. And let's be honest, most of these kids they need that education because it's the, the, the athletic route is not what their future professions are going to be. But also, it occupies such uh, 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 an inordinate amount of financial impact, good or bad, to a university, as well as the front door to the public by far uh, over almost anything else that a university does are its athletics programs by and large. What do you think about the role that athletics does and should play in the university world? One of the things that I always said uh, when I was the director of athletics is that, yes, we are the front door to the university, but I also looked at it in my previous profession is that we were advertising for the university. Right. Uh, you can't pay for that kind of advertising that you get when your, your athletic programs are doing well. Uh, you also have to remember there are going to be times you're dealing with 20-year-old kids that there are going to be some negatives that you're going to be there. But, uh, you know, as long as you can understand the value, um, you know, I, I, I realized how important the academic part of it was. Uh, we were very lucky. I had people who really, coaches, uh, administrators, and everybody who realized, you know, these kids were probably not going to be professional athletes, but they were going to be professional in, in, in some area, uh, you know, that they're going to have some expertise in, and they, they do. Um, now, today's world is a little bit different. Uh, it, it's changing things, not the way I really like it, but I look at schools like the University of Montana, Montana State, and they still have who I really consider student-athletes. Kids, young men and women who really excel both academically and athletically. And uh, you get to know them, and you get to watch them. Uh, you, just like if you're growing with your own kids, there are going to be some areas, and there's going to be times where you run into some issues and some problems and concerns. We forget again half the time that they're 20-year-old kids, and they're not 35-year-old professionals. Uh, so they are going to run into, you know, I, I always get a kick out of when, you know, a football game is on and some people will be screaming and yelling and you're forgetting that, you know, two hours ago, these poor kids maybe were fighting with their boyfriend or girlfriend and it was a big thing to them. And, or somebody was worried about, or, or, or there had been some issues in a family. Uh, they have the same issues that take up their mind and sometimes their mind isn't always on that athletic event. Like we would always think that they, they should be. Um, so, uh, it, it, just a great time to be with in in the the lives of many of these young men and women. Upwards of 350 Division One men's basketball programs right now, and then when you look at football, 245, 250 Division One programs. But I think the people see Ohio State and Michigan and Alabama and Texas on TV, and they see 100,000 people in the stands, and they they hear about this TV money. Every school in the Power Five is getting 15, 16, 20 million dollars in TV revenue sharing. And you know, they're, they're trying to figure out a way to operate as a nonprofit because they have so much money at their disposal. But that's not the case for most of Division One athletics, including in the Big Sky Conference at the FCS level in the state of Montana at the University of Montana. You and I have talked about this so much uh, when we're not on the mics, but I, I feel like there is a misperception because people do see this grandioso, great event every Saturday in the fall at Washington Grizzly Stadium. They see 5,000-plus fans at Dahlberg Arena to watch Travis DeKear's men's basketball team. But the reality of the situation is that it's really hard to make money at, at small school athletics, D- Division One athletics, period. So what do you think of just the landscape of Division One athletics right now? How has it changed? And what are some of the su- things that maybe would surprise the general public when you're talking about 
just broadly, but also the financials of the situation. I think money has become such a big part of the, the game. It's unfortunate, but a lot of decisions are based on, on money. Um, you know, you'll sit there and you look at it. If you, if, you, if you were in a business and that business was full every day and you saw people just, you know, packed full of all their different things, you know, their items that they took out of that store, you'd think, boy, they are making a ton. Uh, you take football even at the FCS level. I take University of Montana, for example. Well, football, we're very fortunate that our football program is able to make some money. I wouldn't say the ton that everyone thinks, but it is able to be self-sustaining and maybe make a little bit when you start to realize you have 100 young men. You're flying 100 young men somewhere. You've got them on scholarship. You're paying their insurance, and insurance is not cheap. Think about it. And, and mention that, the scholarship part, too, because people think, oh, you're on scholarship, so you go to school for free. No, 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 no. The schooling is paid for to the cent to the university from the athletic department. There is absolutely money changing hands to the tune of, as you said, you know, football is 63, I think, at the FCS level, 63 times whatever a full scholarship tuition. That, that's a check being written every semester uh, from the athletic department over. So it, it's not just like, oh, we'll grant free admission to this kid. No, it's, it's, it's millions of dollars. Yeah, right. Millions of dollars that you're exchanging that, again, help pay for things that happen at the university. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a very popular misconception. Um, and it is, and, and because, you know, Title IX adds a lot in there too, because with Title IX, you also have to be very cognizant and aware of what you're spending on what, because you also have to have that to the other sport. And, and each school's not the same. People often ask, well, how come Montana State doesn't have women's soccer and they don't have uh, um, softball? Softball. They've they seen. don't have to. Right. They can meet one of the three prongs of Title IX because I believe 54% of their population is male. And they also have alpine skiing and Nordic skiing. Right. So you take those things that are a little bit different, so you're not comparing apples with apples all the time. So it, it impacts budgets so much. And, uh, again, like I said, a, a place like Montana, Montana State, because of the, you know, the, the passionate fan bases that both of them have, and they're willing to pay probably more for tickets than most other schools are, maybe even in the Big Sky Conference, of course, and in the FCS level. We see that all the time. Uh, we're very fortunate with the people who do support us in these schools. As an athletic director, I think people understand the hirings and the firings. That's such an obvious and public part of the job. You're going to hire the next coach. You're going to fire the guy who's not man or woman who's not performing well. But so much of it seems like behind the scenes is budgeting, financials, fundraising. On a day-to-day, how do you balance that? And, and what, is, what is the overall balance? Well, I remember people used to ask me, you know, uh, how much time should you be spending as an athletic director at a Division I school to fundraise? And, and realistically, you probably need to be 70%. And people would ask me, well, how much are you spending? And I'm saying 10%. And 10% means being everywhere every night because you don't have time during the rest of the day. Because you have so many different things, so many tentacles, different people that need to talk to you, different things that are going on that you need to be aware of. You go to a big school like Ohio State. Gene Smith at Ohio State probably spends 80% of his time fundraising. Mm. And he's able to do that. At a Division I FCS level school, if you can spend 10%, 15%, you're very fortunate. Because you have, you, your, your other staff is still 
they are so busy in what they're trying to do, they can't take other areas that you really need them to help you with. Jim O'Day, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. And Jim, you know, you went to the University of Montana. You were worked in the athletic department all the way up to the top post in the athletic department as the athletic director. Your tenure ended, and it didn't end really nicely for you at that time. And there's a lot of people who have a lot of things that they think about that space of time at the university, that uh, at the athletic department, and so forth. First of all, if that had happened to a lot of people, there's a lot of people who would have just been, well, out, I'm done with this, and you have not been that. You're consistently at events, at games, and involved in the community and even in the university as well. So I'd like to know why that has happened for you, why you're able to, to do that and want to do that. And also... For people, I mean, people are looking at this, whether it's through the lens of the media and now through the lens of time going back. What do people not maybe understand or what is your perspective on that space of time and what transpired? You know, there, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why things happen. You know, I, I will go back and, and feel and look at it on a positive in that I was very fortunate to be in one of the greatest times in Grizzly athletic history. I had a great staff. Uh, I had people who were so dedicated, so passionate. They were as passionate as the fans, and they were fans. Uh, they never asked me, you know, I, only got a, I, I can only work 8 to 5 Monday through Friday. They worked hard, and, and they still do. They still do, which, I mean, that, that's very, uh, not, not, not very unusual. I mean, you see that, I mean, the, the people that work so hard at the university and, and, and the people not just in athletics, but people that, you know, that worked with you. Uh, and, you know, we were, we were successful. I mean, I, I look at, in my time, I came here in, in March of uh, 1998, and I was here till March of 2012. We had 34 Big Sky Conference championship teams. There's nobody, uh, the Big Sky, we were, we were so fortunate. We, now, yeah. we, we, we have more schools now. I mean, things just happened to work out right. well when we were there. But I look back at what a, what a great time in, in our school's history and how fortunate we were. We, we had great coaches. We had great people that worked there. Um, you know, we, we have great coaches there right now. I was, I was very fortunate to work with many of them that are still there, uh, that have been, been very successful. But, again, I look at, you know, now you get a chance and you, you get to talk to a lot of their former student athletes and get their opinion of them. And it even makes you happier about the people that you worked with. Because, you know, I, I, mean, I was able to play, have Bobby Halk on our staff when, when, when I was there and he's back again. And I, now these kids, you know, some of them are in their 30s and they want their kids to play for Bobby Houck. And maybe at the time they were like, wow, he's so tough on us. But boy, they all want their kids to play for Bobby Houck. What, what a great sign of respect. You know, Travis Secure, Shannon Schwain, I go all the way down. I mean, I, they are just quality class people. And give people some time and they start to realize it's kind of like when you go back into, into school and you think about your high school teachers or your college professors who had great impacts on your life. I hear that from, from former student athletes all the time. And we were, we, we had a great period of time. I remember distinctly sitting in your office in the uh, fall of 2007, writing a profile on you as my first story for the Montana Kaiman. And at that time at the university of Montana, Men's basketball team was coming off an NCAA tournament win. The women's basketball team, I think, was three-time defending Big Sky champions. They had also gone to the NCAA tournament. And the football team 
uh, was in the midst of one of the great runs in the history of the Big Sky Conference. And I think at that moment there was a statistic that there was only two Division One athletic departments in the country that had a BCS Bowl and or National Championship game appearance, a win in the men's NCAA tournament, and a women's basketball team that qualified for the NCAA tournament. I think it was Tennessee and Montana. That was it. And looking at the state of athletics at University of Montana now, uh, it still feels like uh, a flagship program in the Big Sky Conference that has a ton of potential as well as an ultimately strong foundation. But since your departure, Montana has not been nearly what it once was. From your perspective, what do you think of just where Grizz Athletics is at? And what are the biggest challenges, do you think, facing University of Montana right now? I think a lot of things have changed. Um, I mean, there, 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 there has been real changes over the years. And, and one that I see is the expansion of the Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've brought in other, other, other schools that are, you know, good schools that are, that are in there. And, and that has made a huge difference. You know, to think about going back and winning a Big Sky Conference football title every year. Um, I remember a number of years when Bobby was head coach that if we tied for the conference championship, he didn't off, didn't order championship rings. Right. You know, now we're probably wishing that, that we had because some of those kids missed out on championship rings. Right. I think one year the biggest guy had a couple of years ago, they had three different teams that tied for the league and everybody had a championship ring. Yeah. Um, but those were, th- those things have changed a lot of the money. You know, I, I think other schools have become much better. I think they have put more money into their programs. I think they have seen where, you know what, if they put that in, maybe things did work for Montana because, you know, everyone always thought we had the money to do everything. But I think we just did money maybe better than others. Um, I remember our equipment room. Uh, Steve Hackney is a guy I just have such great respect for. And, and I always remember we'd look at the, the equipment budgets for football for Montana and Montana State, and we would be $20,000 less on our annual budget and we would play maybe three or four more games because of playoffs each year but there'd be hack you'd take gloves like a golf glove that the receivers used he didn't throw them away most schools throw them away after every game he'd be he'd be there with the the string you know he'd be out there sewing them like crazy those things were so tight you could hardly move them (laughs) you know uh steve hackney was also a, a guy that he he did not like to have the names on the back of the jerseys not because of what meant but it cost eight dollars to put each one on mm. so i mean he watched we watched things so close mm. so close all the time that uh, again you had great people who really understood the value but but times do change times do change and i think uh, budgets are not that much different you don't compare apples with apples all the time you know our travel budgets because of where we are, are a lot more expensive than someone in california who can play a lot of teams right there and bus them. And a bus trip may cost you ten, twelve thousand dollars and a flight may cost you eighty. So there's there's huge differences there. On that same note though, just being immersed in it like we both were, uh, there was a distinct expectation of excellence. And I think that that spurred on everyone. When you when you hung out with the football players and the men's basketball players would come around, they all wanted to be good for the name on the front of the jersey as well. Do you feel like that's a real dynamic in, in college athletics when, when you do have it rolling like you guys did? Yeah, you do. I, I remember Joe Castiglione, who's at uh, Oklahoma, and he would always say, do your fans realize what you guys are doing? Right. And, and I was honest to him. I said, no, I don't think they do. Because <laughs> right. we, won, we won conference championships over and over and over, and it was so hard. You know, you take like uh, some of the, the Olympic sports to try and recruit kids here sometimes in track and field, and tennis, and golf, volleyball, and some, you know, those are sports that you see down south, 
and to try and convince them that we had no indoor facility, that they could come up here and win championships, they worked as hard as they could, but they really got coached. Those kids really got coached, and they continue to get coached. And, and whenever I see one of those programs finishing, you know, in the top three or four, it, it's pretty impressive what they've been able to do. Jim O'Day, former athletic director of the University of Montana, the subject of our ESPN roundtable. And, Jim, at this point in your life, you uh, are doing consulting. You are doing some fundraising in the private sector. You've been working with Destination Missoula. We talked about your work with the Special Olympics and so forth. But what is your life like now in terms of uh, not, some of what you're doing, but also just where you're at in life and your, your you know, perspective on, on what you get to do and what you are up to? I'll tell you, it's a lot different than when I left athletics and you were working 18 hours a day. Mm. Um, And same thing when I was in the newspaper business. Your time was spent totally there. I mean, you are just, you're so focused on that. You know, I I have a lot more time anymore to spend. And and, and I I mean, you are here. So, I mean, you're just throwing it away, you know. You know, you also get to, you know, I I look at these administrators, especially in athletics, and I still stay in touch with so many of them. And I listen to all the stresses and things that I, I really don't have anymore. Um, I, I feel for them because it is money is directing so many decisions, right, wrong, or indifferent. It just it flat is. You know, television. You look at okay, why would we play a, a football game on a Thursday or a Tuesday night? It's dictated for them. They have right. no choice. Um, we we look at men's basketball, and I remember it used to say, well, we have to watch out because we can't we, these kids. We can't get them out of class so much. And yet there's a men's Division One basketball game on TV every night. So somebody's taking somebody out of class, and they're right. having to work hard to do whatever they're. But it has changed so many. And it's not just basketball. You know, take the golf team. You know, they can only get on golf courses, you know, probably Monday, Wednesday, and Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So that means going somewhere on a, on a, on a Sunday, maybe getting back Wednesday night, going to class one or two days, and then it's time to get back at it again. You know, how these kids do it, they, they, they balance their lives so well. People just have no idea how hard they balance their life. Plus, they're doing it about 12 months out of the year. You know, they don't, they don't have off seasons anymore, which I don't necessarily care about. But it's even like the, the coaches today. You talk to some of the football coaches, and you know what? The season, we haven't had a, a football season for a while, but do you think they've had a break? No. And now they're in camps. Now July, they're going to get a little bit of time off. And, and I always tell them, I hope you get out of Missoula a little bit because you need – you need a little bit of break. Um, I have that break anymore. I, you know, I, I still follow all these guys very closely. I do some consulting for a group out of Atlanta that I help them with some of their studies and things like that when they're called in and when they do it at, at a level that's very similar to the FCS. But the stresses uh, and everything that those guys are putting the time into, I don't have that anymore. Jim, it's been great to be with you today. Thanks so much for being with us and being a part of the ESPN Roundtable. Absolutely. Always, always fun to visit with you guys. Jim O'Day. Great of him to come in here and uh, spend, spend that time with us. It's a, a phenomenal uh, uh, time to speak with him and to just hear kind of his perspective, his stories, his history. And, uh, and that includes uh, much of, of the history of the athletics department at the University of Montana. If you want to hear that again, if you haven't heard it all, you can check it out on our podcast uh, through the show. And it's also uh, filed away on its own. And the Big Sky Breakdown podcast series uh, uh, at SkylineSportsMT.com. So it's part of that uh, podcast series as well. So you can go check out that and all of the other uh, 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 ESPN roundtables that we've done there. But 
We really appreciate Jim coming in and doing that great interview with him. Brought to us, Colter, by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, 18 draft beers, over 30 big screen TVs, but more importantly, great back deck you can sit out now. That's really go. nice. If you're going golfing, you need to get a cocktail afterwards. Go on over there. they got one of the best late happy hours in town. I know a lot of guys play leagues on Wednesdays and Thursday nights. Right. Perfect timing. 9 p.m., the late happy hour starts. $3 beers, half-price apps, half-price cocktails. You can sit out on the deck, watch the sunset. Pretty darn good. they got a new casino and a new part of that the right side of the restaurant, which is all redone and remodeled, looks great. So go check them out. Paradise Falls. They're open 7 a.m. to midnight. So whether you need breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or one of the best late happy hours in town, they got you covered. Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hotspot. All kinds of stuff for you. Colton, what do we say? We give away a bunch of stuff around here, right? That's what we do. Well, that's what we're going to keep right on doing. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana TV. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you on this Thursday. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris celebrating their 30th anniversary. That's right, all month long. Month of July, 30 years they've been in business, and they're celebrating by offering you up to 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, a Svarner Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Sub-restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month. July's Kurtz 30th anniversary sale. Uh, Coulter, let's put these things together. That's what I think we got to do. We got Board of Missoula gift cards. We've been giving away gift cards to the Board of Missoula here on the weekly and uh, Missoula's original board shop, man, skateboards. 30th boards. anniversary this year. Oh, man. How about that? Two businesses in business 30 years together, same year. Very good. Uh, board of Missoula, we got a we got a, a $25 gift card for you down to the Board of Missoula. And guess what? We'll throw in a four-pack of Osprey tickets to Saturday's baseball game, the 13th uh, Saturday. The Missoula Osprey will be the uh, 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 last game of the Orm Owls homestand. Uh, before they uh, start uh, to take on, who are they playing after that? Ogden Raptors. Oh, Ogden, Ogden, Orem right, and Ogden, sure. easily confused. Yes, it is. Uh, but Orem will be the last game on Saturday, so we'll throw in four tickets right now. 329-1899, caller number 3. 329-1899, area code 406-329-1899. A $25 gift card to the Board of Missoula and four tickets to the Osprey baseball game on Saturday. So we try and do around here a little bit of philanthropy, you know? Philanthropy? <laughs> Uh, it's your opinion, dude. You know, I'll sit here. I'll sit here and try and you know imagine me. But uh, Coulter, we went to the Osprey game last night. Got the uh, the back end of it, and uh, Spencer Brickhouse three for four hit a bomb, hit a three RBI double, a bases clearing double with a bases loaded situation. An unbelievable swing. It was uh, 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 four to one, Missoula. It was three to one when we got there. Missoula scored a run. It was four to one, Missoula. In the bottom of the eighth inning, the uh, uh, Owls get up to bat. Bases loaded, two outs, and Missoula gets a strikeout to you know end what could have been a significant thought. I mean, you're talking about the go-ahead lead is uh, uh, run is at the plate. N- next inning, bases loaded, no out for Missoula, and Spencer Brickhouse comes through with uh, uh, just enough on a deep shot to center field to get over the center fielder and uh, clears the bases. Close play at the plate, uh, but uh, runner safe. Five RBI night, and it is surprising. Spencer Brickhouse, uh, 
his first home run of his professional career. I mean, he's a like seventh round draft pick, big first team All American for the last two years. Certainly expected to be you know a a a, a, a slugger. Uh, you know, slugging average and power hitter. He's a first baseman. Uh, but you said, trying to get used to that, that wooden bat, which is a significant adjustment from the college game. Totally. And, you know, against pro pitching and stuff like that, sometimes you got to just let... It's just, like a, it's just like in golf, right? Like, if you swing harder, it doesn't necessarily mean anything besides bad. And right. you can just tell he's handling the bat a lot better. He's staying back a lot better. And like that first, uh, the home run he hit... Went to the opposite field. It's not as if he just crushed one down the power alley. He just floated one out there. But he's a big enough dude, and he's uh, he's got a good swing. He's got strong wrists. Yeah. Now that he's staying back on the ball, and he's yeah. whipping the bat head through the zone, you can tell. And, and he said that last night. He said, I, I, I've been frustrated. We talked about it yesterday. He was slugging 318, which is really low for his position. Sure. He only had a couple extra base hits. Well, he got himself a couple last night just by staying back and Letting her rip, and uh, he was the reason that the Osprey won for the eighth time in 12 games yeah, last night. Not a b- bad slugging percentage. Seven bags in four at-bats. Uh, it's uh, You can do that. You can do that. Take that all day long. Uh, all right, very good. Two-tell Nuanas, uh, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Congratulations to Gio, Giovanni, the big winner. The tickets and the Board of Missoula giveaway. Good for him. Uh, we'll get a, out, come back, finish up the show. Next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana, through Bozeman and around Gallatin County. More than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Beautiful night. Good day for a concert. It's Two Tell New Wanda's 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. July, Kurtz Polaris 30th birthday anniversary. That's right, 30 years they've been in business, and they're celebrating by offering you up to 30% off. That's right, 30% off. Any, uh, 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 up to 30% off MSRP on many new select parts and accessories with the purchase of any off-road vehicle, Husqvarna or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Get into Kurtz for details. Chris Polaris, Missoula and Sealy, all month. Kurtz's 30th anniversary sale. If you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available on the TuneIn Radio app and on iTunes and on Spotify and anywhere that you get your podcast. It is there thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. If you're traveling in and out, sometimes rates go up in the summer. Colter, not for the Wingate. They keep them the same all year round. Business travelers, traveling out of friends out of town, all of it, same rate. You got it. Great place to host a business event. Great place if you're traveling around for business, if you're going back to and from Missoula, 
Great rates year-round for all business travelers. They don't raise the rates in the summer, which is a plus and a rarity this day and age. If you need anything and everything from uh, for your business needs, just give them a call out at the Wingate. Ask for Alicia or Kim. They'll get you all set up. to get you the meeting room you need. they get you all set up for any of your business needs. And if you need a nice place to go cool off, you need to take the kids to the pool, you want to hit the water slide, the anything slide. like that, there you go. they got you covered. The Wingate by window making you feel at home even when you're not. Uh, Coulter, it's uh, like supposed to be 90 tomorrow. Now, you're out tomorrow. You're going to go get your tooth drilled on again. Difference between me and you, we do full-fledged promos when you're leaving, and we don't even tell people I'm leaving until a minute before the end of the show. Well, that's because you don't tell anybody you're leaving until two minutes before the end of the show. That's because it's never about me. This is your show. I just participate. Uh, anyway, Regime Seabrook, uh, I believe, plan to be in here tomorrow with me. Always look forward to having Regime in. We wish you the best on your dental inve- endeavors tomorrow. We will speak about this on Monday. I can't this thing's wait. been going for 17 years. Yeah. Need something to stick here. One of the great uh, one of the great stories from all who were in attendance to watch. Oh my gosh. I hope that they're listening because they these guys are so mean that they still think this is hilarious. <laughs> my, the only gift I got in terms of my looks is my teeth. Never had braces. Got great teeth. Get one knocked out. All my friends think it's the first thing that's ever happened. You know, it's ironic because the only bad part about my <laughs> my teeth. It's the one thing that didn't quite. Well, that's why we're a great combo. I've been able to ride it out with no tooth for two and a half years because I'm friends with you. Between the two of us, we're hideous. <laughs> uh, or individually, for that matter. You're going to a concert tonight? You're going to go see Slightly, Slightly Stupid? Slightly Stupid. Out the Yahoo? Kettle House Amphitheater. Oh, Is he there, man. too? I didn't even yeah, know that. Oh, Okay. What do you mean you didn't know? I mean, I mean, it's hard. To, I, that seems to sound like a Well, I am bill, slightly maybe. stupid. Oh, wow. Wow. Ba-dum-bum. Can't believe we didn't get favorite radio personality. <laughs> Can't believe it. It's because they put us on TV, and now they are... Now we're favorite TV personality. Well, no, now, now they know what we look like, so they'll never love us again. Oh, stop with that. Stop with that. Boys and girls, have an enjoyable Thursday I'm calling the evening. show tomorrow. You call in. We, we'll take your call. <laughs> From my mom's couch. Just, just, just drooling all over. <laughs> enjoy Osprey baseball. Enjoy the cards and see you tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.